Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Good Monday morning. I've had to think about this one for a while. I was asked by uh, one of our listeners, members, to tell us about the love of God. Well, how are we going to do that? Especially in this format where I try to stay between 10 and 15 minutes. Uh, Missed that one last time around, didn't I? But it was a big subject. Anyway, I could just quote a bunch of verses to you. But you know a lot of those verses. Even if you're not church people, you've heard some of the phrasing of God is love and love is patient, love is kind. You've heard some of these things. So what am I going to say? It's kind of difficult. It's rather like um, maybe you have a relationship with somebody and they may ask you, do you love me? And you say, well, of course I love you. And then they'll sit back and say, well, exactly what does that mean? Where do you get started on something like that? So, let me put it to you this way. God loves us so much that he did everything he could to prove it. Now, hang on. I know there are objections to this. Just hold on for a minute. He sent his son. He became human. He didn't have to. God was God before we were ever created, and he could have stayed God without ever having us around. So why would he do that? In in some ways, I can see it when a man and a woman, let's say they decide they want to marry and have a family and they have that first baby. That one is quite understandable. The second baby always makes me go, huh, now you are aware now of the intense, uncomfortable state of pregnancy, the, um, the pain of childbirth, and then the vacuum sucking all the money out of your wallet that is a baby with the, the nappies, the diapers, and the, the food, and the lack of sleep, and you, and you, but you did it again. Why'd you do that? Well, of course, some people just weren't paying attention, but others really wanted more to love, and then more to love. And that's how we get these babies, and we love these babies, and we take pictures of them, and we, disrupt our entire lives for them and for most of us including myself it was worth every second absolutely in fact I'm even doing it now second time around but this time with grands and I love it expensive takes a lot of your time you don't get it yeah I know but love just keeps growing so God made us and God loves us but then he did something really amazing to prove he loved us he came to us like us he he, uh, philippians chapter 2 he didn't hold on to what he was so hard but rather he loosed and then he emptied himself and became like us jesus uh, died on the cross for us we know that we'll get right back to that but we also need to remember that he lived he lived on earth for 30 something years before you yell 33 
Please remember, the only way we get that is that Luke says that when he was about 30. So, approximations. Mid-30s. And so every day and night he had to sweat, get cold, get hungry, have stomach aches, have headaches, have teeth, to, you know, teeth falling out, because you would. And all of this, he did that when he didn't have to. Then he went to the cross, and what does he, what does he talk about on the cross? He says, forgive them. He turns to the one guy and he goes, you're going to be with me in paradise today. He is forgiving people and welcoming them home, even when they're killing him. Then he comes back. And in all the movies, you would expect that if he comes back after all this treatment, uh, he's going to be some kind of high plains drifter and take vengeance upon the entire town. But no, he came back to show us it's okay. You don't even have to be afraid of death now. Took care of that. Now, Paul brings this up and he says, how can we go to God as if he owes us something when after giving us his son, what else would he ever, what else could he do? And I think that's a very fair point. I've had a lot of questions over the years, especially from my atheist and agnostic friends who remain my friends and they continue to have my friendship and respect. But they would ask, well, why did it have to be a cross? Why couldn't he have done it another way? Well, I'm not really sure. I, I know my answer to that question, and that is, if Jesus would go to the cross for you, you, you were never able to look at him and say, well, Jesus, I know you love me, but you're holding back. Because he put it all on the line. Now here is where you can have objections, but if you're Christian people, generally you have these objections very, very quietly. And you'll think, yes, he, he died for me, but I really wish he didn't have to do that. But what I really wish is that when God loves me, I would feel loved. It's one of the big problems in marriage sometimes is that two people love each other, but they're both demanding that, or one of them is demanding, that you must love me the way I must be loved to feel loved. And there, there have been books written about the different love languages, and I'm sure those are somewhat helpful. And there are other people that do personality tests or the like to try to explain why they want a certain form of love. But the thing is, God loves you too much to love you the way you want to feel loved. You want to write that one down? God loves you too much to love you the way you want to feel loved. For example, uh, let's say that I'm hanging out with my grandsons. I hate to call it babysitting when they're 13, 11, and, and 8, but, you know, hanging out with the, the grands. And they say, we would like to have chocolate, mint, bluebell ice cream for supper. Well, you know something? We all would. I'd like that. You all like that. Some people don't like chocolate, mint but we pray for their souls. The rest of us, we would like to have that for dinner, but we're not going to. Well, why not? Because I love you too much to give you what you want. You see kids that are absolutely throwing away their lives and their creativity and their imagination, staring at screens all day long, and their parents are too. At the neighborhood pool and where we live, you will see parents letting their kids hit the water and these little kids can't swim, some of them, and mom and dad wouldn't know about it because they're just deeply looking at the phone. You know something? 
maybe not giving them devices or maybe not giving them much time with the Xbox or the PS4 uh, or 5, whatever they're doing now, or the Nintendo Switch, maybe pulling back a bit with the phone and the iPad so that they learn how to be creative and move. Will, it feel, will, will they fall down on their knees in front of you and say, why, thank you for blessing us so much with you. No, 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 they won't. They're gonna howl and cry and be angry at you and say you're the worst person ever. When you know you love them, they would say, no, you don't. No, you don't. And the reason that they would say that is because you're not loving them the way they want to be loved. And by the way, you don't outgrow this. You don't all of a sudden leave your teenage years and no longer have that desire. Why are we up, upset at a husband or a wife or a relationship or a church or whatever? It's because they didn't love us the way we wanted to be loved. Well, so, you know, again, we're talking about people with good intentions. We all know there are bad people that take advantage of people and that will hurt you. We're talking about people who do love you. And maybe they're not able to love you the way you want to be loved. Maybe that's just not in their wiring or within their finances or the, the world of their possibilities. And then maybe, it's rather like my, my doctor, let's do it this way, uh, my MD. He and I are friends, uh, a lot of mutual respect for each other. He respects me for what I do with this church, but also uh, with science and working with law enforcement and the like. And I respect him because he has a body of knowledge that I'll never have, and he spends time with people and he cares about them. Well, he and I have different ideas about some things. And he very much thinks that I should join a gym and hang about sweaty people, and even more than that, actually participate in the sweaty inducing activity. Whereas I think, yeah, I'm just gonna walk a bit, watch what I eat, and you know, one of these days take a nap and not wake up, that's, that's the plan he will push and push and push and sometimes he gets on my nerves and I know I'm getting on his. But we both know that's because the way we're showing love to each other is not the way we want to be shown love, but it's still love. If he didn't love me, he would say, you know what? Hit the golden corral every afternoon and then just enjoy yourself. No, he loves me and I love him. But sometimes love doesn't feel like love. It's kind of like this. Have you ever accidentally bitten down on a, a vitamin pill, a vitamin pill? They're horrible. Now we're not talking about the gummies here or the chewables if you have Flintstones or whatever. We're talking about, you know, a proper grown-up vitamin. And, you know, you put it on your plate because you decided to take it later and it snuck into the mashed potatoes or the green beans, you popped it in your mouth and it tastes horrible. You know why? vitamins. Have you ever eaten a tiramisu or a dove chocolate bar? Tastes great, doesn't it? It does. Um, I, you know why? No vitamins. It's just a silly way of saying sometimes what is good for us doesn't feel good for us. But you know what? Let's give God a little slack here. Um, the vast majority of times I've asked God to get me over an illness, he did. 
The vast majority of times when I ask God to make my trip pleasant and without drama, no car breaking down, no wrecks, no illnesses, he did. And that same prayer for my children and my grandchildren and my church friends and my neighborhood friends, it, he did. It's amazing. He probably gives us 99 point something percent of what we really want and need. For some reason, we can only see that little bit. But God loves us too much to give us that last little bit that would ruin our lives. I'm told there's a country song, and yeah, I know, I live just outside Nashville, uh, but I'm, I'm not really up to date on any country music. Just not for me, but if it's for you, wonderful, lovely, no, no judgment here. But I'm told there's a song that says, um, that thanks God for unanswered prayers. Well, I can certainly say that. I prayed for a lot of things in my life, relationships, uh, personal work, otherwise, different jobs, uh, different financial realities. I've done that my entire life. And it seems like most of the time that I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from God is a no. But what I'm really hearing is, I love you too much to give you that. Let's not settle for that. Something better is coming. I was recently at a house where, they, where Mercy Me did a private concert. Now that sounds very posh, but please be aware we were given access. We didn't pay for this. It was a friend who let us in the door. And we had a wonderful night. And Bart Millard and Mercy Me, all of them are, uh, the whole band, are just wonderful people. And Bart Millard uh, told a personal story, which I, not, I won't repeat here. It's his story. But one of the things he said he wanted to do, and he wrote a song, what if he could say something to his younger self when he was seven, eight, ten? when crisis hit his life. Well, I had more than my share of crises growing up and they left enduring scars that still ache to this day. And I, I started wondering, what do, you, what do I say if I could go back and speak to that eight-year-old, that 12-year-old, what would I say? Now here's the tricky bit. If I say too much, it would change the trajectory of one or two decisions or of his entire life and I wouldn't end up with Miss Cammy, my five beautiful grands, my two wonderful um, children, and their amazing mates. I wouldn't end up being a part of our safe harbor. I wouldn't be an, end up doing Monday morning messages. So how do I lo show love to that little boy without ruining what's coming next? And the only thing I could come up with, I told my wife, was m later. I said, I think I could just say, it gets better. God loves you so much, he won't give you everything you want, but he is whispering in our ears, it gets better, it gets better. You see, we did all that without having to talk about eros and phylos and agape, because once you do that, once you start using definitions out of a book, it doesn't have the same warmth, does it? The fact is, God loves you so much, he has held nothing back good from you. Don't let the devil's lie in the Garden of Eden still work today when he looks at Adam and Eve and goes, God's holding out on you, isn't he? Yeah, the answer is he is. God is absolutely refusing to give me some things that I want because he loves me too much. 
and he loves you. It may not always feel like it. I'm going to grant you that. No argument here. But sometimes love feels like that. God loves you. So do we at our safe harbor. We may not even know you, but as soon as we contact you, you're going to, or you walk in our door, you're going to know you're loved. If you need help, let us know. If you need prayer, let us know. If you have questions, let us know. Info at rsafeharbor.com. Have a lovely week. You are loved.